Welcome to the Sojourn College Podcast, where we engage with God's Word in a way that transforms us. Uh, My name is Ben Foster, and I'm on staff here at Sojourn College. We've been going through the Psalms for just a time of prayer and reflection, and I'm excited to continue that with Psalm 63. Psalm 63 is one of my favorite psalms. It's a cry for God's presence and His power, as well as just a declaration of His love. But before we dig in, let's pray and ask God to illuminate this text for us. Father, thank you so much for this time and for your word. I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you will illuminate this text so that we can understand it and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bible, you can open up to Psalm 63 with me, or you can just listen along. Psalm 63, my soul thirsts for you. A Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth, They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be apportioned for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exalt, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. Thanks be to God. So as I reflect upon this psalm, just a couple things stand out to me that I want to share with you. The first thing that stands out is the description of David at the beginning of the psalm. It says that he's in the wilderness of Judah. I think I can be tempted to just kind of gloss over this part, but really to understand the psalm, I want to know what's happening in David's life. And so if we think about David's life, there were two times when he was running in the wilderness. The first time is when he's getting ready to be the king, but he has to run from the current king, Saul. The second time is when he's the rightful king, but he's having to hide from his son who had taken over the kingdom. And it's hard to say which one is going on when he wrote the psalm, But in either case, his circumstances were very much the same. Either way, he was the rightful king, but he was having to live in the desert to protect his life. But then as I read this text, I'm drawn to verse 1. David cries out for the presence and nearness of God. He says, Oh God, you are my God. David doesn't think of God as someone who is far off, but he calls God my God. I think we need to remember this sometimes. The personal relationship we have with the God of the universe. Yes, he is God over all the land and he's God over all the sea. He's God over every star and every atom. And it's amazing that God calls us his own children. But in that, we also call him my God. And we experience the sweetness of personally relating to Jesus. And then he goes on to say, earnestly I seek you. He says, my soul thirsts for you. So I think about where David was 
He was out in the wilderness, probably in a desert, and he was regularly experiencing being thirsty. But he was, what he was really thirsty for was the personal presence of God. And so maybe you find yourself in a dry season in your relationship with God. You go to prayer, but don't really feel any reality of God's presence. Or you open your Bible, and it just looks like a textbook to you. Some days are totally like that. That's just a part of the normal Christian experience. But when we're there, when we're in that place, do our souls want the nearness of God more than anything else? And I think it's kind of paradoxical, but when I find that when I actually am desiring God, then I find myself praying this prayer all the more. This prayer for the nearness of God, when he feels far, is also a prayer for when he feels close. Our souls are always thirsting for more of God. God is the one who satisfies us in our deepest desires. But he's also the one who our souls are always thirsting for more of. And so I love how this text just challenges me and challenges you to cry out for the nearness and relational presence of God today. And then David goes on to gaze upon the Lord. He thinks about the Lord and he tries to see the Lord's power and the Lord's glory. And it reminds me that I need to stop and just behold the power and glory of God. You know, God is so powerful that he upholds the entire universe. God is so powerful that there's nothing more powerful than him. And he can bring about anything he wills. I can't do that. You know, last night I was laying in bed wishing I was asleep, but I couldn't just will myself to sleep. I'm not even powerful enough to control myself. But God is so powerful that whatever he wills in the entire universe, he causes it to happen. And then I want to join David in just beholding the glory of God for a moment. God is the most glorious thing that is. All glory goes to him, and everything that is done is done for his glory. And, you know, if I were about my own glory, that would be evil. But God being about his own glory is good. Because me exalting in God brings me more joy than anything else can because it aligns me with my created purpose. Then he says the verse that sticks out most to me from this passage. Verse 3, your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. David saw the love of the Lord as better than life itself. If David knew the love of God, he was satisfied. He even talks about how his soul will feel satisfied. I just picture when you're sitting there and you're about to fall asleep after eating your Thanksgiving meal and you're stuffed and you're just happy. For David, all he needed to experience that was to know that God loves him. And of course, what David knew in part then, we know more fully now. David knew the love of the Lord, but how much more do we know the love of God in Jesus? Because now we know that God loves us so much that Jesus, the God-man, died on a cross for us in the greatest act of love in history. And so now when we think about the steadfast love of the Lord being greater than life, we can also think about the steadfast love of the Lord causing God himself to give up his life in Jesus to die for our sins. And so as we think about what we can just walk away with from the front half of this text, there are two big takeaways. The first is 
let my soul thirst after God today. And the second is that God's love is totally satisfying today. Every hope, every want, every disappointment, every sorrow, in any and every circumstance that today brings, you can lean into God's love and find it satisfying for you. And I think we can hear that, but the question becomes, how do we feel that? And the answer is that we need to dwell on the love of God until it moves us to affection. David talks about in this psalm how he meditates on the Lord late at night, how he remembers God in bed. David spent time just thinking about these things, about how his soul clinged to God and how God had been good to him. And this stirs his heart to remember and to want more of the love of God. And that's my hope that as we've engaged with this psalm today, that we've meditated on God's love and we're reminded of what it looks like to cry out for God's presence. And this would be true whether we are the king in the castle or being pursued by enemies. So let's close our time by praying through the psalm. God, our soul does thirst for you. Our flesh faints for you. We seek you, God, because you are the one who satisfies us. We want to behold your power. We want to behold your glory. And we thank you for this amazing reminder that your steadfast love is better than life. Help us not only to believe that today, but to live in the reality of your love. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Sojourn College Podcast, where we engage with God's word in a way that transforms us.